Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. Are we both recording, by the way? Did we test? We are. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> just a little behind mm, the scenes. How the sausage is made. Um, we watched Rosaline, or Rosalyn. I'm not... I would say line, but they kept calling her Rosalind, I think, in the movie. Whatever. Maybe they're wrong. I don't... Yeah, I'm right. Um, yeah. A 2022 film, mm-hmm. because we're relevant. Yes. Um, starring Caitlin Deaver and our girl, Minnie Driver, and a bunch of other people. But And the dude from the Hulu uh, show, The Path. Wait, which one? Who was he? Romeo. Oh, yeah. He looks to me like... That's so funny that I... Downmarket Heath Ledger. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. What were you saying? Um, I just had to look up the path uh-huh. because you said the vow and I thought wow. my the veins or the little wires in my brain got crossed. I have like a very perverse relationship to cult um, TV things. shows. Yeah. And in that, I find it annoying sometimes because I'm like, listen, if they only hurt themselves, it's not my business. And right. that's like a classic American trait of yeah. mine. But, so, but so, I do want a rubberneck. But I want a rubberneck. Yeah. And then people are like, what happened was wrong? And I'm like, you walked clean into it, mama. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a victim blamer. Some of these things are truly, truly terrible. But yeah, like, for sure. I don't know. I love cult stuff. Yeah, definitely. Jonestown, those people did not walk into that. No, yeah. No, they were fully tricked into expatriating and then <sighs> forced to suey. Um, Yikes. But, you know, I guess it's like, for me, that's the gold standard of cult. So when I see things like The Vow, where it's like... You're like, this is small small potatoes. Okay, dolls. Yeah. <laughs> did anyone die from that? No one died. I mean, they definitely... They definitely got branded. Brand women. <laughs> Let's be clear on that one. That's about all I know about that. Well, and like, I've heard it called like a sex cult or whatever but i don't I think know there was an element of that i mean i think every cult is in some ways a sex cult the i 100 believe this into a steady supply of other people's yes wives i absolutely believe this to be the case yeah wow and keith like keith ranieri i there is something magnetic about him i get it i mean that's how that's, that's how, how cults get, get started that's how they get you that's the how funny they get you about him too though is that his henchwoman he had a henchwoman. And wasn't she that girl that was on, like, Smallville? Oh, he had a few henchwomen. Okay. <laughs> so, Allison Mack from Smallville. Yeah. Which, they busted him in Mexico because someone, like, a Mexican cop recognized her from Smallville. I could honestly, Mm-mm. couldn't tell you no. a thing about Smallville. No. Never. I remember Kristen Kruk, the brown-haired girl from the show, being in, like... Neutrogena ads or something in yeah. like Seventeen magazine because she had that very like, you know, peaches and cream kind of yeah. complexion. I remember thinking the boy was cute, but I never watched an episode. Tom something, something like that. Yeah, but is, where is he? Where is he? Flops a doodle. Flops a doodle do. Flopville. Uh, <laughs> got it. Got him. I mean, <laughs> got you ass. could really say that about Smallville <laughs> because I don't think that anyone did anything after it. I mean, other than become the henchwoman of a very up-and-coming new organization. Tom Welling is his name. Tom Welling. Um, Yeah, so the other henchwoman is this, like, middle-aged woman named Nancy Saltzman, who looks like mm, every social studies teacher you've ever had. And kind of looks like him, but just older. Nancy Saltzman. Yeah. Look this up. So this is what's crazy about The Vow, is that... And oh, they wow, talk about yeah. her as like a total villain in season one, and then season two, she grants them interviews. What? Yeah. Oh my god, Justin Hartley was on Smallville. Wait a second. So from flop to flop, I mean, This Is Us was a good show when, you know. This Is Us was good, but he was a flop. Oh, Ian Summerholder was in it. Oh. I think, didn't he move to Austin? Yeah, he has pervert energy to me. I agree. <laughs> I and tend that, like, to agree. I think just people... I just think of, like, people on TikTok doing, like, sexual things. It, yes. Like, you know what I mean. Yes, people get too pervy about him, and it's like, this is yucky. Oh, Tom Welling was in Cheaper by the Dozen, and Cheaper <laughs> by the Dozen, <laughs> That's too. right. <laughs> That's about right, isn't Impressive. it? Impressive. And then a show called Lucifer that just ended last year. Oh, God, he was on Batwoman. Anyways, so definitely sort of not crossing our sphere of influence. No. At least. Uh, um, no. No. So, anyway, gosh, how do we get on this? Cult um, shows, cult the shows, vow, yeah. the path, because that kid was on the path. Yeah, there we go. Look at you, trail of breadcrumbs. We did it. <laughs> I can always find my way out if I try hard I enough. can't. I cannot always. Anyway, we watched Rosaline. Yeah. But, but before we talk about this film, yeah. as is our custom, yeah. bitch, let's sync up. Please. What have you been up to? Thank you. 
for asking, Lindsay. You're welcome, as always. Well, for those waiting on an update on the state of my car, I can tell you that insurance is moving slow as hell. <laughs> um, we finally have someone coming to look at it tomorrow. Incredible. Fully Almost two weeks later. days yeah. after someone sawed our catalytic converter off. Which Parker called your flux capacitor. Close enough. Because we're very car literate Girl, in this household. I, I'm not, Craig is better than me, but I, I couldn't tell you on a scale of car literacy if he, if he, where he is on that. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm ready to get that handled. I'm tired of yelling, <sighs> Ubers everywhere. trying to have a conversation with Craig when we're in the car Yeah, or taking Ubers. Yeah. I am beginning to wonder if it's damaging my hearing. It is so loud. You're it right. You know what? Loud. I have some special, um, earplugs that Parker just got me for concert purposes. Oh. Let me lend them to you. Oh, thank you. Um, so that they can protect your ears. Oh, God bless you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I'll send you home with those tonight because that will not do. I got an ad for chic ear, like earplugs. Uh, for, for like that purpose? No, I didn't even look any of that up. It's just like they, they just heard your car. <laughs> they were like, hey, we read all your emails and we saw that your catalytic converter got stolen. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I choose so to believe that that's how, how ads work. I think it no is. No one can tell me I'm not being spied on. No, definitely. There's sometimes though where it gets a little freaky because it's like, I didn't even say that out loud to anyone. I know. I know. There was something, I can't remember what it was. It was something that you and I had talked about and then I couldn't remember the name of it. And it had been, I don't remember what it was. It was some kind of product. And then it showed up in an ad. And I was like, they're not, they're too good at it. Yeah. It's, it's freaky. Y'all are getting too cute. Mm -hmm. Cut that out. You're getting too close. Yeah. Um, and good news though, we, um, hosted the talent show at our house this year. Uh, Boy, howdy, that was fun. Yeah, it was super fun. That was so fun. I my favorite thing about this is like even from year one, no one ever was super committed to like yeah. actually marketable talent. Yeah, but the quality this year they were so silly. It degrades every year into like I don't know. I guess I'm just gonna subject my friends to this. I like one two one pair of people did ASMR. That and was it was very hilarious. Unbelievable. So our friend Anna did My Neck, My Back by Kia. <laughs> and but read she just it like read this. it. Yeah, it was relaxing. It was relaxing. And then Benton, and yep. they, they host a podcast yes. uh, called Stab in the Back. Yes. Um, Benton read some of Ted Bundy. Was that what it was? Yes. His it was diary a passage from socks. his prison diaries. And it was about socks. And it was, <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He did so good at he that. He did. The thing about, like, he was like, I only became sheepish when they were reading the catalog of my socks in court. When they came to the description of one with a green sock, a green stripe on the toe and a blue stripe on the ankle. Because those are odor eaters. And I thought that was too personal. <laughs> It's like, oh my god! First of all, I haven't heard of odor eaters in like thirty I'm years. Way too long. But also, I love that his editorial brain was like, "This it's is the so passage to read." He funny. was right. He yeah. Uh, our friend Taylor, speaking of car knowledge, um, did this thing where he was the cars.com magician. That was wild. It was insane. So you had to like draw a card from his deck and depending on the suit and the number, he like the suit was like the kind of car yep. that you had to look up on cars.com. Yep. And we kept drawing diamonds, which yes. was trucks, trucks and RVs or whatever. And the number was how many years, within how many years he uh-huh. would get it correct. And he was pretty spot on. Yeah. With he was like really good. And like down to the trim package. I mean, the past two cars we've bought, I, we go to him. Yeah. To and his, that's good to know. And I'm going to remember that the next time. This oh, he's time. a major asset. He'll okay. tell you like, don't go with that go with this god that's so nice yeah it's awesome you know it's good to know somebody that Uh knows things about cars because i'm not interested in finding out in terms of real talent yeah um my husband taught everyone how to do a fire with a bow drill that was so cool i really and also so craig and also (laughs) (laughs) whatever song he was playing like fuel by metallica okay (laughs) i like looked over at ingrid and i was i heard you say this and it killed me by the way pretty zooted and I like you know when I get a little zooted I'm like I want to talk about girly things and Uh I was like I love seeing my brother in love 
<laughs> not Wait. brother-in-law. Oh, you said that? No. Brother-in-law. No. But that's like a corny thing. People will say, oh, like, yeah. my daughter in love. Uh-huh. I love seeing my brother-in-love doing his thing, making fire. But um, what is this song? I heard <laughs> you say, this is a bit of a cultural blind spot for me. Because <laughs> I heard a couple people, like, singing along to it or, like... Oh, yeah. And I was that like... That was the crowd for that song. And I looked over to Ingrid and I was like, am I supposed to know this song? <laughs> No. I don't know what this is. Because it's is. a Metallica song from the 90s. So it's for the boys. A little bit, but I definitely Or for the weightlifting community. I was going to say. <laughs> like, like I, I can't stand up here and tell you that I haven't listened to Metallica. Right, for sure. Gym. Well, you you do pump iron. I like to pump iron. Yeah. Um. So the the that song is famous for its intro. It's okay. acapella intro. Okay. Where he goes, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I deserve. That's what I heard people saying. Uh, yes. Absolutely but never heard that track a, before that night. tweet. That has stuck with me from years ago, back when I was on Twitter. Uh huh. It was give me fuel, give me fire, give me Reba McIntyre. Period. <laughs> and that's the culture. Yeah, that's uh, for the girls. That was for the girls. Uh, my talent was to make everyone uncomfortable for four minutes. You were very uh, good thank at crowd you. work. Thank you. Well, I, I sang. You um, did. Oh my god, that's right. <sighs> I forgot that you did that. I yeah. was thinking about your crowd work, though, which was excellent, oh, I did, as I, did I said. MC. Yes, no, your song. Uh, I did. I hope you dance, but only the male background singer part. And boy, that song is so long. It's so long. long. <laughs> it's so and long. they don't come in until like two minutes in. Exactly. Wow. You can imagine. And you put discomfort. on a little cowboy hat and went, Time <laughs> is a whirling concert. Because they sing it with milkshake voice, canonically, which is very funny. In my mind, it is the most like Jack Spratt set of boys. Yeah. Like definitely want to be definitely in gallon hats and they're all wearing skinny wranglers studio yep. yeah they picked them up outside of a cracker barrel and yep. like, can you boys sing yeah it's probably someone like w- who's had a good career i bet it it's i bet it's somebody that's like notable. we should we should look this up actually it's like oh it's tim mcgraw <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah that was super fun i had a blast um I'm really impressed with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, one, one of Nicole's friends, so this is like... Sons of the Desert is the name of the featured artist on that track. Um, and they were an American country music band from Waco, Texas. Wow. Can you believe? There's wow. a lot of former members. Anyways, that's who it is. Oh, they also had a song called Goodbye Earl. Wait a second. Wait a minute. That can't be so. Did they write Goodbye Earl? This can't be so. Well, the thing about the country music songwriting community is that it's pretty freewheeling and dealing. Oh, they found the song and recorded a version of it themselves, but the chicks recorded it, so neither of them wrote it. You can't do that as boys. That's a girl song. Well, and they learned. Yeah, I bet you did. They sure did learn. What was the name of the group? Um, Sons of the Desert. All right. Well, Waco is truly not the desert. It's the cultural desert. Let's be honest about it. It is <laughs> it's not humid. It's like yeah. in the plains. I'm not really sure. You know when we learned about like the regions of Texas? Yes. All I remembered is that the woodlands was in the piney plains. Well, it this is um so there's piney woods and then there's the plains. Yeah. Um Waco and I think it kind of straddles that line only because I saw a sign when I was at Fort Parker in Mejia that said something about how like that region is in a little bit of both. Middle. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do need to relearn the regions of Texas for when I'm quizzed on it. Yeah, it's going to come up. Some, it comes up all the time. In a dark alley, it's going to save my life at gunpoint. We were in the Gulf Coast slash Piney Woods region. Yeah. Yeah, there's the South Texas Plains and then the Hill Country and then Prairies and Lakes. We're Hill Country firmly. Definitely. Austin, right? Austin is Hill Country. Yeah. And boy, it's fun. It is fun. I do like the part of Texas where hill country meets the desert. Yeah. Very pretty. Yeah. Big Bend country. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. On the way to Big Bend, it's like a gradient going from hill country to like desert. That's, that pretty, is lovely. It's pretty sick. Anyway, that's mostly what I've been up to. I guess I've also been listening to that French history book quite a bit. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. got to Louis the Sixteenth. Excellent. Things are going to start to get fiery. For my money, that better be fully a third of the book. Well, the, the the author did say, like, the timeline on this is going to start to slow at a certain point. Yeah. Because he's got to, like, you know, he ran There's through. more documentation the closer you get to the present day. Exactly. And there's just only so much you can say about the line of, like, Henry's and Plantagenets. And All the Angevins. And the, well, yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, those folks just fought with the Italians over and over and over again. Y'all. 
You don't need to do that. You know what I think is interesting, though, is that um, Poland had an elected king for, like, the longest time. Yes. Very interesting. Almost certainly not by, like, a popular vote. I'm sure it was, Yeah, elected by, like, nobility. Yeah. That's fascinating, though. Mm -hmm. Huh. Wow. The more you know. Anyway, we're getting to that point, though, where Louis XVI, he's... He's being a little wishy-washy with his economic advisors. He's losing control of the narrative. getting steamy. Uh Uh-oh. It's very tricky. No spoilers. Don't look up anything to see what happens. Hope that guy, he's going to skid through it, I bet. I think he's going to skid through it. Uh, I'm sure that documentary I watched on Robespierre was wrong. Yeah, definitely. Nothing bad happens to him. By the way, if you have any interest in this, y'all should all go to YouTube.com. Yeah. And look up Terror, Robespierre and the French Revolution. I watched like 20 minutes of it earlier. It's very good. Boy, isn't it a trick I want to watch the whole thing. Slavov Zizek talk. Boy, it really is. Yeah. And he like emotes like a like a history professor. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he's got that like, sort of like sloppy, like yeah. coffee breath vibe. Yeah. Like, kind of frenetic though, you know? Yeah. I love those people. I do too. There is nothing better in my mind. <laughs> I than love a sort of. Kooky dookie history professor. I love a kooky academic of any stripe, to be uh-huh. honest. English professors can be very, very fun yes. when they're so kooky. Did you ever have Dr. At AM? No, I think he passed by the time I was oh, there. Oh no, that's right. He did pass before you got there. Man, that guy was fun. He was he was kind of like a cartoon, honestly, mm-hmm. the way that he moved and just like had such big and he was one of those guys that like would wear big, big, big glasses, and then when he would take them off, his eyes looked super beady. Oh yeah. And he drank so much coffee you would not believe like chugging it all hours of the day and night because we like I was in a class with like 150 kids it was like a big survey of Mm -hmm. English literature class and we would take our tests like blue book tests and he would have them graded to us by the next class period with like comments written on the essays my brother because he would just like stay up all night and like I sat probably in the third row and I could still smell the coffee on his breath and it was like in one of those big LGI like conference you rooms. You and I had a couple shared high school teachers who would yes. just use, reuse the same tumbler of coffee every day. Mr. Roland. Him and Stratton. Yeah, oh, that's right. And I don't think they like. Oh, you know what Stratton out. did? You know what Stratton did? Yeah, because you were he, his office Yeah, aide. I was his office aide. He had a bunch of mugs. He would, he would start a new mug every couple of days or weeks and leave the previous ones whether they were empty or not, on his desk. So some of them had, like, you could tell that there was, like, a, you know, half inch of coffee left in it, and it would have dissipated. It reminded me very much of Granny's granny, car. It's Granny core. Yeah. Well, and, and you just had big old stacks of pronouns yes, everywhere, too. definitely. I watched these men growing up and was like, there before the grace of God go I, can I get your gig? Yeah, absolutely. Well, before I had any sense of understanding about really wanting and caring about money. Right. Um, there were a couple of kids that I remember were like, I want Stratton's job, FYI. Like, oh, I for sure I was like, I'll come back. I'll live in the woodlands forever. And like, if I can yeah, have that job. they meant specifically mm-hmm. like his job at that school, and it was so it's funny to hear job. like more than one person has got their eye on it. Yeah, because you get to work the projector, and that school is really pretty, and it's in a really pretty part of Texas. Yeah, if we could just get them to control the climate a little bit can better, you guys fix the AC, turn it down a little bit. Yeah, blow on it. <laughs> Yeah. That should get the dust out of uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's what I've been up to, big old dumb dork stuff, um, and a shitty car. How about you? Well, there's one thing you forgot to mention, which is that we went to go see our wife. Oh, my God. In her tour de force performance because in Tar. It, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to make that my catch up. That. Please, please, please. Y'all, please go see Tar. Go see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I want to go see it again right a damn way. I think I might too. I've been, I have not stopped thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Blanchett, when she performs masculinity, everybody better duck. I'm telling you. I hope your marriage is strong. I hope. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Get yourself on solid footing before you step foot <laughs> yeah, in that make theater. Make sure you are good with your husband. <laughs> because, wowee. The, I'm like in awe of her like she learned to speak German Mm -hmm. and conduct an orchestra she's literally credited as a conductor on the soundtrack and um play the piano yeah for this movie speaks German too speaks German yeah Yeah. she learned to speak an entire language and she's so it sounds so fluent coming out of her mouth like it's possible we were discussing on the way home it's possible she could have just learned just her relevant lines in German but like she had like the mannerisms and stuff Mm -hmm. like it she seemed very comfortable switching back and forth in the same scene from German to English I just 
terrible person. But this character was time, like kind of a monster. But I'm also like, I can't stop watching you. I was also just like picking up tips here. Like, okay, yeah. run for several miles in the morning. Okay, got uh, it. Go punch some I, things on your yes, lunch break. Yes. Like, how do I get that handsome of a wardrobe? Because she looked <sighs> expensive. I got. She looked, and I know that it was expensive, uh-huh. bitch. You know what dress suit I think of is kind of like one of the last suits you see her in. Like it's when her life is falling apart. That kind of camel colored one, and oh, it was that, that was a very like suit. rough linen. Yes. Oh god, that was a good suit. I think she got fitted for that suit near the beginning. So oh, could be a little checkups gun for you. Could be. Yeah, they said that she. Um, I read, or maybe you told me that she like helped pick out the way that Lydia Tar would dress. I did like, not she, know that. She was deeply involved in oh, the wait, wardrobe no, yes, process. Yes, I did. I sent that to you. Yeah. Ugh. And apparently Todd Field said when he wrote this film, he was like, I wrote it with one artist in mind. And if Kate Blanchett had said no, then this film would have never seen the light of day. Period, poo. This is somebody who understands. Me writing every film. He gets it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I if you're not writing can... it for Kate Blanchett, then just don't even bother. Right. My God. What a gamble, too. Truly. Because I'm like, that was such a well-researched She's film. She's busy, too. She is booked <clears> and busy. And also, I was like, the conversations that she was having with other music people, where they were casually throwing around composers' names, I was like, I wonder if any of this is true. No, it is. What? Like, you were telling me. like the, Oh, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this composer used to go do this in, in the like post-war era, and he had to go before a council to prove that he hadn't been a Nazi sympathizer, but he c- conducted XYZ symphony on XYZ day at whatever mm-hmm. venue. And it's like, wait a minute, this is so much history that you had to wade through and about composers and conductors and musicians and the way things work in an orchestra that size. Yeah. The funding. Her, like, um, you know, I never remember the guy's name because I hate him. We talk about him all the time. The West Wing dude. Um, oh, Aaron Sorkin. She had like an inverse Sorkin monologue near the mm-hmm. top of the movie mm-hmm. and a scene where she's guest lecturing in Juilliard. Yeah. That's going to be one people memorize. Oh my God. I mean, it was essentially, For sure. it was essentially like the Miranda Priestly blue yes. thing where it was like, yes. oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and what people don't know is that, you know, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Um, Matt Rogers on Las Culturistas said something really smart, which was when he realized that the film was a send up of this kind of character, Mm -hmm. um, that he was like, oh my God, it was doing something so smart because he said when he first left it, he was like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, God, if I'd gone in completely cold without that advice, that ending might have thrown me too. (laughs) Like, what did I just watch? One of the most vicious last shots of any movie. Brutal. I, it knocked the air out of you and me. I yeah. Think we acted like it was a jump scare. <laughs> it kind of was. Also, the climax of that movie, I completely did not see that coming. With, in the building? The, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my jaw dropped. I think there's like a lot of um, deeper meaning and pastiche and stuff that well, I don't I can't wait to yet. read about it for the rest of Please. my damn life. Everybody needs to start putting out their crit papers yes. right now. I'm henceforth a tar scholar. Yeah, it's I my whole personality now. It's so funny because it also does like I love that you specifically are very attached to it yeah. because it's aesthetically extremely mollycore. Oh, it's such mollycore, you yeah. know. But I love you, so maybe that's I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm watching my sister in a film. I mean, I love pretentious shit oh my god and i can't hide it anymore like i watched that and i was like oh yeah this feels like when i watched match point yeah <laughs> oh, you did love match point i loved the soundtrack to yeah match point. definitely little snob i'm a little snob <laughs> but that's I, fun yeah it's funny to think about now because like remember craig went through an opera phase two years ago definitely that rules left as quickly as it came <laughs> I used to come home and he'd be watching Magic Flute on YouTube. You know, I think that is a very cool thing about Craig. And one thing that I need to try to incorporate myself, just... Girl, neither of you needs to try at it. You both just... <laughs> you both follow your bliss. Having, But I think I need to, like, document my phases a little bit better. Oh, you know? Well, that's the... Let me do that for you. Because that's okay. what I do for Craig. A historian. I, I can remember, like, your games and candy phases. You definitely can. Yeah. yeah. It's a, you could document my life that way. So long. It, that was a really long one. It spanned two houses. Yeah. Not three. I think three. And then 1010 has Ten also had long. a long reign. Mm-hmm. Sort Puzz, I had to delete again. I just had to delete it. But I found a new, I found a new girlfriend <laughs> that I can't stop. Oh no, what it's, new game do you got? She's called 2248. 
And oh, oh, I keep getting ads for this. It's very it fun, good? but you have to immediately, and I mean immediately, get the ad-free version because the ads are so out of pocket. I can't do these. Ads. You know what is pathetic? <laughs> it's like those horrifying, that... hor- like pathetic ones, but it's like a horny version where it's Ew. like fantasy, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna pay four ninety nine. I just got you know, basically grifted. All of mine are for royal match, and it's either hey. the little king getting tortured, <laughs> or it's like cameos of like F-list celebrities being like, a game that I have been playing a lot lately, <laughs> as Jerry from iCarly, is royal match. <laughs> I've seen like TikTok ads that are like that, where it's like, oh, it's your favorite, Christy Carlson Romano. Oh, that Miss Mamas needs a check. She Always. needs a check so bad, girl. What is her deal? She lives in Austin now. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Chris Harrison lives in Austin now. Ew. Yeah. Um, we have so many dirtbags here. Their best. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm gonna. I yeah, it feels like we're becoming the outpost for like celebs who just don't. just couldn't quite hack it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have Dawson. Yeah, hey, that's pretty We've cool. We've got Dawson. We've got Dawson. We've got Annie. Um, we have Adrian Grenier's and Bastrop, right? That are like actually pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I can't list any at the moment, but, but like that's I good feel to like know. more and more, I'm like, oh, I didn't know they lived here. Now that's good to know. Yeah, and I heard Emma Stone had bought a house here. No way. Okay, yeah. that's actually big. Yeah, yeah. We watched Parker and I watched Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping on Friday night. It's been so long since I've seen that. I can. I still cannot really remember if I had seen it before that night or if I'd just seen enough clips of it that you had shown me. Really? Yeah. Like, you and I had watched the Equality song. Yeah, that one does make me laugh. It's very funny. (laughs) Not gay. Um, And then... (laughs) There's, like, one that's super out of pocket about... Uh, bin Laden. Um, bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I listen to that with, like, a decent amount of it's regularity. so... Yeah, and then there's one that's, like, about Mona Lisa and how he thinks she's, like, mid, and it was really funny. It reminds Y'all, me of that I tweet. I do not like her. <laughs> I just sent it to you and Andrew that, earlier. That's, like, an all-timer tweet for Oh, us. my God. It's becoming up there with, like, that YouTube comment of, uh, my sister and I love Snoopy. We would die for anything. We would literally die for anything. <laughs> You and I, like, I have twisted that to my own ends in such we would die for absurd ways. Okay, so the tweet, the Mona Lisa tweet, is from at Nelly the Menace. Mona Lisa hair probably smelled like spit. Because what was they sleeking the hair back down with back then? Stinky bitch. Y'all, I do not like her. <laughs> and y'all, I do not like her is such a funny... It is. It's, it's like, like she's been holding it in for so long, and she's ready to, like, finally clear the air. Something like, about that reminds okay. me of Sherry's, like, okay, thanks for letting us yeah. know, <laughs> just as a phrase. Oh, wow. Y'all, I do not like Y'all, her. Y'all, I do been, not like her. It's been useful. <laughs> do not instead of don't. Uh-huh. It's just so potent in that instance. What a, like, gorgeously composed tweet. It's perfect. Um, it's, no notes. Some people really make an art form of it. They really do. Drill. Drills tweets are really something Sometimes, to behold. I, as you know, perfume I, genius. Yes, hilarious you, on you Twitter. Filter the best of Twitter to me, but. Even still, sometimes I'll just Google best drill tweets. Yeah, and go. It's down worth the it. Line. Yeah, man, they're so silly. Art, art. But Emma Stone was in Pop Star. Anyways, no way. Yeah, briefly, she has this. She's like uh, the singer that sings that. Like he's a featured artist on her single, and that's mm. how he becomes like. The standout from his group. Is she, is she playing herself? No, she's playing some other pop star with like a silly name. Huh. Yeah. She, I think, narrowly skated past a public hatred. You know what I mean? I agree. There were there were times where I felt that the waters were turning on her. Definitely. But she got out of it. I would say that Jennifer Lawrence is in, a, in about her, that former position right now. Where it's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, things are a bit shaky. Well, no, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is fully going to... It, it's yeah. going to take a lot for her to pull herself out. Mm-hmm. And it's not that she did anything truly terribly She's offensive. just been it's kind just, of annoying. It's just that she belongs to a time that we're ashamed of. Yeah, that's probably true, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, very BuzzFeedy. Definitely. And so we are afraid of that shadow when we cast it all on to Jennifer Lawrence. Onto all those girlies. But then also her association with David O. Russell is, like... Not, not ideal. Helpful... <laughs> Um, they made good movies together. I can't. I can't front on that. Which ones were those? I've never American Hustle. Oh, that was Silver a fun Linings movie. Playbook. Okay. I never saw that um, one. 
It's all right. American Hustle, I loved. Thank God you know. for me. Thank God for me. Uh, and there was another one. That's a period piece, and we could do it for the pod. And I think we should. <laughs> this is not an endorsement of David O. Russell, but it is just such a good movie to yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. I'd be happy to watch it. Um, but what was I going to say? Something about... Are you talking about Tar? I was talking about Tar extensively. We're in the Lord's Tar me, as I sang <laughs> on the way to the theater last week. <laughs> We were. I was so nervous we weren't going to get there in time, girl. We got there as the movie started. I ordered us up some pretzels and the temerity of Alamo Draft House to pull honey mustard. They said, we just don't have it. And I'm like, but this is a restaurant. And they also were like, do you want yellow mustard? No, I do not. My, I guess my question is, how, what kind of kitchen are you running that you don't have like Dijon mustard? And honey. Up. And you can't just sort of whisk them together in a condiment bowl. Well, oh, I yeah. mean, not to be have difficult. Why don't you have Dijon? Like, the, why would your first offer be yellow? Yellow mustard. This is not a cookout in the 90s. Ew. No. Nobody does that. I don't think I've had. It's not a Bud Records. Yellow mustard in my fridge. I don't know how long it's been since I would have had yellow mustard in my fridge. Uh, yeah, I think the last because I don't was I don't grill burgers in 2020 when we kept having people for yeah. distance hangs in the yard with hot dogs. That's all you can do, just yeah. grill. You know, God, outdoors. We grilled so much. I gained a lot of hot dog weight that summer. Well, you know, I think we all we all gained we all a lot took, of <laughs> took a licking and kept on kicking. We all gained a lot of weight psychically and or physically yeah. in 2020. Ooh. That's one where it's like I was just going on about like Jennifer Lawrence bearing the weight of all of our sins. Yeah, it's like, it's like there are certain pieces of IP that came out that year, and it's like put them in a hermetically <laughs> sealed box. I never want to talk about it. Oh my god! You bring up the Tiger King to me. I I'm done. Will give you some. The fact teeth. that they made two films mm. based upon this, two well, competing they, films. Were they competing? Yes. Well, they. I know that Netflix did like a follow up the next year, and we were all like, "Boo, no." I, We're girl, past that. We don't want to talk about it. It's like if I hear a TikTok song that was popular in March 2020. Ooh. You have to blow that up now. It's, it, it's you have to kill it. It's radioactive at this point. Remember that? No. It was that like, um, you know, it's like vaguely tropical sounding song. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Or what was the one that was like? We'll drive around the. Something, come pick me up and we'll drive around the something, drive around my, I don't remember. There was one song that was like, Curly, this isn't even relevant to what the content of the video oh, is. Oh, yes, I remember that. You know what? After this, let's put a pen in this. We should look up those songs. Yeah. And then that will be the last time and we ever hear them. the last we ever hear of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were talking on um, Who Weekly today about the new uh, Real Housewives of New York cast. The fresh one. Okay. And they were both saying that Jenna Lyons had a TV show. I guess it was a competition show called like Stylish or something. I don't think I knew about that. It was on HBO Max, but it was like in 2020. Oh, yeah. And Bobby was like, it was such a terrible show. And Lindsay was like, oh, I wonder if I could go watch it. Because like, sure, why not? And he's like, I bet HBO Max got rid of it. Because like nobody watched it. And it was in 2020. You know? It's yeah, like, like, I just don't, don't want the association. We don't want like it. Any Quibi content. I can't Quibi. watch it. Quibi. Oh I God. had Quibi for, for game show. Wait. The Matt Rogers thing. You have Quibi? I had Quibi. Oh, I did too. Yeah, yeah. I got the two week or the one, you get like one month for free. And so yeah. I was like, great, I can watch all of game show. Well, and then they had like another show that was like, I'm going to make every kind of pasta. And I was like, yeah, you are. And I'm going to watch you Definitely. do it. Definitely. But it just was not a compelling what platform. What a silly, that was so Quibi silly. Quibi was a very silly moment in time. It's so, it's so funny. And like, now you can say, do you want to grab a quick bite? A Quibi? A Quibi. <laughs> there are certain like media gambles that are just hilarious it's like the, the absolute implosion of cnn plus this year was like just who was the audience who wanted nobody this? loves the news that much nobody asked for this no and i felt bad i think allison roman's thing was attached to that wasn't it? oh no that's no. a shame but like girly that was obviously girly, not going to be a winning he leaves who is paying for, for CNN, cnn plus the thing that just is playing at the gym I'm still a bit stressed about this Discovery and uh, HBO Max merger. <sighs> what does this are. mean for me and my programs? <laughs> what does that mean for me and my family? <laughs> <laughs> Who 
Hillary Clinton wants to make an all-gay <laughs> army. What does that I mean for me? My I couldn't family. remember what the setup was. <laughs> <laughs> what will that mean for me and my family? Last time I saw it, the dog had it. <laughs> I was just thinking this morning about um, the woman that was Tony Soprano's first Gumar on the show. And the only other role I've ever seen her in was... Is that Lana? Yes, was she was the girl at the bridal shop when Liz goes in? Yes, she was. Don't you think you'll ever get married? Wow, that was good. Yeah, thank you. I've seen the show about 800,000 times. Oh, man. I God, I love that show. What a program. Every time I rewatch it, I, I feel buoyed. I feel alive. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it was created for us. I wish that it had was still on. Definitely. Because it's just like, there's just, she struck the perfect tone of like, uh, and like, Things are sometimes just so silly. Yeah. Like, I, I think she's not afraid to go really big, which yes. is... I mean, it got bigger and bigger as the show Oh, yeah. On. It's so... Oh, it's, I mean, you think about the, like, Leap Dave Williams. That was such a high, goofy, full-concept episode. Yeah. That, that, like, in this universe, everybody is obsessed with Leap Day. It's so silly. I love it. Real, Real life, life is, is for March. Ah! Hey! Should we talk about Rosaline? Sure. Rosaline, I suppose. It was cute. It was a crisp 97 minutes, and for that I applaud it. It felt like a decom to me. Definitely. Um, it had lots of YA energy, I felt. For those not in the industry, decom does stand for Disney Channel Original Movie. Sure. Yeah. YA, of course, meaning here, young, young adults. Sake. Uh, (laughs) i think it was based on a ya novel right that fully checks out and it had like all the classic trappings of um post bridgerton world which i guess you could also sort of trace that lineage back to a knight's tale definitely except that a knight's tale bopped slapped served and gave did i send you there was like a tweet where this guy who is a film studies professor said that he still shows that to his class no or way. film film um screenwriting professor oh really yeah because he was like the script i think is perfect in terms of like the the smattering of jokes the way that they like close up all the mm-hmm. loops i mean they do do the maybe maybe i'm just like an old codger uh, as dad would say mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and that i do not like when y'all i do not like y'all her do not like her <laughs> I don't like when a line is later repeated. Yeah. I feel slapped in the face by that. But it sounds like they're actively encouraging that in screenwriting classes. Do you know, that to me seems like such a Paul Bettany type thing. Oh, His character is Bettany always core. doing that, you yeah. know? Yeah, because he comes in and plays like He's the like callback character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, winky. Very winky. You know what else about an Unbecoming. Nice is that the costumes were impeccable impeccable miss shannon we don't talk we don't give it up for miss shannon's awesome enough well we keep her alive you and i do you and i do yeah i feel like she was the very cool girl band she was in yes um Um, she always struck me as like if i had known her in high school i would have thought she was like an unapproachable art girl yeah because she was an urban outfitters art girl definitely uh shannon sauceman band I liked them. She was only in them briefly, and then her sister, I think, took over. She got um, that child called Audio Science. <laughs> yeah, she does. War Paint. War Paint. Okay, yeah. yeah. Good. For, I mean, she's so pretty. What a cool individual. Dead ass. She's, like, going to be a, a forever cool girl for me, like for, Sophia yeah. Coppola, you know. For, for certain. Audio They're definitely science. in the same collection. Oh, for sure. Oh, Heath Ledger. So handsome. <sighs> so same handsome. Same with Rufus Sewell. How old would Heath Ledger be today? Um, he was born in 1972. Oh, you know, he'd still be handsome. Girl. <laughs> he'd probably be even more handsome. That's now. what I'm saying. It was probably oh, not going to. Oh, I gonna... hate when pretty people die. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Sorry. Heath Ledger was a big, big, big loss for me. I, that was actually, I remember feeling, you... he and he and Amy Winehouse, I took personally. Quite personally. Yeah. Quite personally. I did take, uh, to be fair, Gandolfini and Seymour Hoffman as well were were hard ones, but like Gandolfini was that was a blow. Gandolfini was family. Yeah, definitely um, felt like hearing my uncle, like an uncle of some sort, had died. Not my specific uncle. But. And like the loss that we've endured from that show since too. 
unbelievable. Yeah, it's not right. I mean, Michael Imperioli, not it's sorry, still, is still alive. No, he's not the one. Again. Who's the one that just died? Um, Polly Walnuts. Polly Walnuts. Tony I think Sirico. he was pretty old, right? I suppose. It's just like, man, that sucks. Yeah, and then who else? Did we, uh, we lost... Um, Maybe I'm just thinking of the general mob figures. General mob figures, because we lost... Um, what's uh, his Paul Sorvino. Yes. And we also lost... Also lived to a ripe old age. Uh, Goodfellas. Um, yes, what? Ray Liotta. Oh, that was God, awesome. what a loss. Lorraine has been through enough. God has Lorraine she? Bracco has lost enough. She's got such drunk mom energy. Like, I, if you watch the, the reunion of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so funny watching her because she, it's like the complete inverse mm-hmm. with her and Edie Falco yes. of like the character of their, the yes. energy of their characters. Like, yes. Because she, yes. Edie Falco is pretty reserved. Definitely. And Lorraine Bracco is playing she this very reserved up. character, but she is so loud god i i just rewatched that whole series last summer i'm ready to do it again i'm i've god i've really got to start setting aside time specifically Lindsay, to do it you have got to drop a gummy put your phone in i don't know what are the they other call those boxes <laughs> what is there a faraday box, faraday box. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know make sure your children know not to disturb you and then do it in two to three episode installments i think that's very doable i you will it's find just like watching meaning in the show oh i know i will watch it high you will catch things that you never caught before i tell you boy that that sounds like the ideal day. That was summer 2021 for me and Craig. Oh god. It's just like we'd order up some food, like get those Christian Siriano blankets out and oh, watch 2 to 3 hours so of the good. Sopranos <laughs> high as a kite. <laughs> he was sobs cuz he's yeah. a square and an arc. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sounds like the best way. Yeah. But then I've also got to do my studies. This is very important. You know what I really need to do? I need to do my studies as well. I was thinking about this today. I'm like, why am I such an all or nothing thinker about like, I need to spend two hours doing it or nothing? No girl, 1% better every day, babe. (laughs) Because I'm like, I could probably just like carve out 15 minutes to do a little bit of my studies. Yeah. That's probably adequate. And 15 minutes every day is better than three hours every three weeks. You know? I agree. So, anyways, Wait, find a way to hold yourself accountable. Make a little chain, make a little daisy chain. That's a uh, making a paper chain. Yeah, that is a great idea. Whatever. Because Matilda's been making them to this afternoon. Oh, isn't that what, a like funny little Christmas? just for fun? She just God, she rules. thought it sounded like fun. <laughs> <laughs> she has been experimenting with writing haikus. No way. Because she learned about them from those Dave Pilkey books from Cat Kid wow. Comic Club. Because one of the comics is like a haiku nature book. Anyways. Oh, man. God, I love... Seven years old is such a fun age. Oh, my God. Seven-year-old little girls. They are so cute. Especially when they're like all smart and bookish. Yes, I love it. God. So... Anyways, I guess we should talk about Rosaline. Okay, so there was no accent consistency from anyone regardless of the nationality of the actor. No. Uh, But it was like, you know, pretty... Like meant to be kind of zippy, modern. It was zippy. It was a rom com. It's like they, she talks like a modern girl, modern girl. Yeah, the whole thing was just sort of like a modern thing where they were wearing funny clothes, essentially. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Ooh, you know, I did want to touch on the fact that uh, her beau, hot, very yes, he hunky. Was, he was in Skins. Mm. Um, I was gonna ask if you knew where he was. What was his name? The um, character's name was Dario. Skin? Oh, okay. Um. Let me look this up. So he, I want to, I can't remember if he was the one that's in the great or if it was the guy that played his brother that was in the great. Mm. I think it is the guy that plays his brother. So he has, ah! Sean Um, Teal. Yes. He played like a, like the jock brother. Okay. In, I think cycle two. Okay. Three of skins. And. Cycle. Yeah. I mean, you know. You know how they do it. They do like two seasons with these kids and then they kick them off to something else. I've actually never watched Skins. Skins. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Is it good? Yes, but I wonder. Okay, Sebastian D'Souza was the other guy. Yeah, and he was in the great. Um, also, here, let me show you a picture. He's also hunky. Yes, very hunky. Um, I don't. Okay, I, I've, if, I, if I could get you to watch Skins, I think I would way prefer that you maybe pursue it on like plex or something so Uh you can get the original soundtrack 
Okay. Because it's like Daria, where on yeah. streaming services they cut out all like the cute like indie songs. The from good. It. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, back to this. Uh, the guy who played Romeo also was cute enough. Yeah, he was cute enough. Yeah. Um, they. I mean, obviously, in the source material for this is like just loosely based off of yeah, William Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, because Rosaline at the very beginning is like the bad luck Chuck. Yes, definitely. And I looked. I was like googling Rosaline because I was like trying to find stuff about this film. But there's like a Wikipedia entry for the actual just Shakespearean character of Rosaline. Oh yeah. And apparently, scholars love to talk about how she was like Romeo's practice lover, like how she helped him to be ready to recognize real love. And I'm like, that sucks so bad <laughs> wow. to be that girl. Great. <laughs> um, definitely. The book it's based on is called When You Were Mine. Oh. When You Were Mine. But that's, again, one of those book titles where it's like definitely. every book it's title. A young the adult. tiny things that we know to be small. <laughs> Was it The Worst Wife? The or Darkest the, Wife. The Darkest <laughs> Wife. Um, yeah. It's a... Uh, so, she, yeah, she has a boyfriend, Romeo, and she's kind of like, LOL, LMAO, nurse, don't tell anybody. Her nurse is Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Definitely the bright spot of this film for me. I would For my money. So. Um, her father is Bradley Whitford. Uh, I guess she's the youngest daughter, and all the other daughters are married. Classic setup. Classic setup. Um, or, like, uh, we need to marry off these younger daughters. Can you get to work? Yeah, basically. It's always, like, a daughter getting sold off. Yeah. And, but we've got to do it in the correct order. Uh-huh. The daughters have to be in order. The daughters need to be in order. <laughs> um, so she's supposed to go. Her dad keeps trying to set her up with suitors. She hates all of them. But then he sets her up with this very hunky guy, Woo, Dario. And it's like he's a duke or something. Like, it was very, like, girl do you think you're gonna find a better situation to find some new type of man young woman (laughs) exactly this is a young handsome duke but she's still caught up on romeo Romeo, who's so mid she goes out on a date with the duke and she can't get back to her party in time and at that point he's already met her cousin they're out on a boat yeah like unsupervised i don't really know if that's i don't think that that doesn't seem accurate to the period but um so he meets her cousin Juliet and falls in love, and she's like, that guy is a skeezy liar. Yeah. Uh, oh, did he tell you that you're more beautiful than the sun, moon, and stars? Because, mm-hmm. wow, oh, lots pass. of girls have heard that. Oh, he's running that game? Yeah. <laughs> she also has, like, a very ham-fisted gay best friend. Yes, Paris is gay in this one. Yeah, sure. And so she, it, she's like, oh, you and Juliet should get in, in Jake. Engaged. <laughs> Engaged. Because that would solve a problem for both of us. Like, she could be your beard, and then I could have Romeo. Yeah. And that was a weird choice, I kind felt. Kind of like a poor friend yeah. move, I would say. Yeah. Um, but then ultimately she ends up, like, helping them. Yeah. Like, she and Juliet, actually, she's, like, trying to distract her from Romeo and be like, girly, he's bad news. You should instead do girly things with me. We're going to go to the bar. We're going to flirt with boys. Oh, yeah. And we're going to, like, ride horses. We were singing at the bar. It was like a it was like There a was song. dancing on my own at some point. That was at the, was that at the ball? Yeah, but they, they were singing some, like, very popular song mm-hmm. at the bar. Let me look it up. So I was like, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, um, anyways... She finds out about Romeo and Juliet's little scheme, and she's like, oh my god, this is my mistake. I need to, like, help fix it. And then... Oh, that did make me laugh, and she's like, I'm just gonna pretend I might poison myself. I have a great plan. And she was like, that is such so a stupid, stupid plan. <laughs> and then the girl passes out, and she's like, did you already take that medicine? <laughs> so she has to try to, like, help fix it. And um, she and the hunky boy go in his boat or something... Is that right? <laughs> I goes, don't know. I don't really care. He goes maybe on foot to the Montague um, estate. And then they she gets captured. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, her dad, they have like a... I keep, I keep going to the IMDb and it keeps blasting an ad at me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, they go to where all the action is happening, where like the families are allegedly burying Juliet and like Romeo is allegedly taken some poison or something but like they see the kids wake up it's so weird it yeah at that point I was like oh 
I'm a little lost because I also be playing games on my phone. Well, yeah, and at the end, I just the ending of Romeo and Juliet is so convoluted. Honestly, no disrespect to Willie Shakes. No, no, I think you could have done better. I like that's so clumsy to be like. So I don't know. There's some sort of. Po- uh, potion that she can take and like it'll make her mm, not breathe and get cold for 24 hours but she's gonna wake up and it's gonna be a-o fine like it's crazy that romeo and juliet is the one that we study first we, truly i think they're like 14 year olds be horny so these kids here we go like i mean it, well in Bos Lerman's is horny horny i remember watching that as a teenager and being like do i need a license to watch this this is horny and the thing is too it like the scenes where they're like in love there's still such beautiful scenes have we never well i guess it's not a period you can't do it oh i know (sighs) well in spirit i think it belongs to period piece girls yes it definitely does that's our it's chicas everywhere. It's the same way that Dan in real life every year. Yeah. Every year we're like, I wish it was a period piece because it's the only Thanksgiving movie that we could cover. And boy, it's so cozy. Ain't well, that movie just only cozy? Seen it twice at this point. I think I've seen it two or three times, but it just isn't the Allison Pill in that cozy. I think so. That Our sounds girl. right. Our girl. <laughs> Our girl. Um, I would say that this movie has a six point four on IMDb, and, and I think. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. It was definitely like, you know, an enjoyable enough way to pass 97 minutes. I was not. I was playing on my phone, though. I was playing <laughs> on my phone. I was not wowed by the costumes. They were, um, you know what? They were a little reminiscent of uh, a school play. Like, yes, very that. I was going to say, like, the day costumes and Ever After, like, they have similar silhouettes. Yeah. Ever After, man. Woo! Love ever after i oh, it's Ooh, such a, a pebble in a shoe it's such a drew barrymore joint Do i love you that you ever film. love me <laughs> who could love a pebble in their shoe <laughs> um so what are we watching next week well i think you wanted to watch Catherine Colbert. i would right? like to watch that. i think we might be in a very similar situation in this movie i don't know i actually listened to a uh, uh, was it pop culture happy hour episode and, and they, they liked it loved it okay um and it's the little girl from it's that little you girl you refuse the cool you refuse the cool um yes and also uh andrew scott is in it and we love him and yeah it just looks cute and lena dunham wrote it so okay i think, I think okay. it's gonna oh, be pretty zippy cute. yeah billy did Piper. i show you the trailer no. Oh, I'll show you. Oh, that's it right. does look cute. Mr. Taylor Swift. Yeah, we went over this. God, you know who's in Dan in real life? Dane Cook. I remember that. <laughs> the North remembers. Wow. Ralph Ennison is in Catherine Called Birdie from The Witch. The Dead. Hey. Yeah, I know Ralph And Ennison. Jamie Dimitru. Hey. Well, all right then. I'm excited. I think it'll be cute. Yeah, okay. This is a killer cast. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, until next week, join us in watching Catherine Called Birdie or don't. But, but, but we're going to be talking about it. Bye. Bye.